Hey, welcome to Royal Hope Podcast. Our purpose is to reveal the true source of hope, which is found in Jesus Christ. I mean, there's several places in the Bible that talks about that there's, you know, so many different gifts that God gives. First Corinthians 12, okay? Yes. Verse 4, it says, there is diversity of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences yep. of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities yep. of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. And that's verse, that was verse 4 through 5. And that was just, I mean, verse 4 through 6. And that's that. Mm-hmm. And you go on and talks about there's different gifts, but then it goes down on in verse 12, you know, and it talks about there's unity and diversity in one body. Many members, mm-hmm. right? There's many yep. members that make up a whole body. And we get, and we can even look at these. And sometimes it's hard for us to see, well, well, it says there's gifts of healings and there's gifts of. Yep. Uh, tongues, interpretation of tongues, uh, and the mm-hmm. teachings and preachings. And some people may look and say, I can't do any of that. But the truth is, is that we all have these giftings. And in fact, we're not required on our yep. own to do these. Again, yep. these are gifts that are given by, you know, God, who's going to equip and going to use us. But he's going to use us and he's going to work through us. We're not required to do yeah. anything on our own. But even if we look at, at that alone, that's amazing. But then we think about how many other kind of talents we have and skills that we've yep. come in our life that me and you may have, let's say me and someone else has the same uh, spiritual gift of preaching. But the way somebody yep. else is going to preach and the way I'm going to preach may be two totally different ways because we have Absolutely. two totally different talents, two totally different things. So if I was to say, oh, well, I can't preach like that person, so I can't do this. Or I can't do videos yep. like this person, so I shouldn't do this. That goes on, I think, in everybody's life. But I think knowing the fact of the uniqueness of each one of us. God has, you know, God has given us these unique gifts, but he's given us a unique talents and we have unique skills that honestly should be used for him, you know, praising him, honoring him and making him known. Yeah, absolutely. And notice what you said, you know, just going back to first Corinthians chapter 12, all these giftings are, are the source of all those giftings is the same spirit. It's the same spirit that works through someone that gives a prophetic word or, or uh, gives a message in yeah. tongues and service or interpretation of tongues or healing, whatever it is, or even, uh, you know, the Bible talks about gifts of hospitality and, and administration or, or even someone that's an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, whatever the gifting is or the calling is, it's the same anointing that works through them. And, and, and that's something we definitely need to keep in mind because I think a lot of times is, uh, you know, first of all, that shows us that, that the Holy Spirit will gift us for whatever he's called us and destined us to do. 
in whatever season he's called us to do. You know, we may have an idea that I'm ultimately going in this direction, but we realize it's the little seasons and us being faithful wherever he has us that prepares us to what he ultimately showed us to do. But it's the same spirit that gives us the giftings to be able to, to do that, the tools to be able to do that, do that. We would call that in the church the anointing to do that. All those, all those different things, it's the same spirit that anoints us. But also, this is something cool to keep in mind, especially in the body of Christ, is this we automatically think when we hear about that God called us to do something, we, we can sometimes look to that the calling leads us on the stage. That's only reserved for the pastor. Uh, in fact, uh, Ephesians 4, I thought about this, and this goes with uh, 1 Corinthians, what you read yeah. here. But uh, Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, sh uh, shares with us some leadership gifts in the body of Christ, what we would call the fivefold ministry. Yeah. And Ephesians 4.11 says this, And he himself gave some to the apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers. So we know that God has placed these giftings in the body of Christ to teach us, to guide us, lead churches, ministries, doing great things for God. We automatically think, well, that's the ministry. That's the calling. My calling only deals with that. God called them. God didn't call me to be a doctor. God didn't call me to be a lawyer. Or God didn't call me to, to be a janitor or a teacher or a stay-at-home mom. Uh, you know, God called these people to do those things, but the calling of God and anointing of God is not for these other things. But that is a lie from the pit of hell. In reality, God called us to do what we're supposed to do on this earth. You know, if, you know, I've called to the ministry and you're called to the ministry as well, Crystal. And, you know, we're anointed for that and that's great and good. But for the person that's listening, that's a stay-at-home mom. You're just as called to, to ministry, ministering to your kids as a stay-at-home mom, just as much as I as taking care of some things at, at church somewhere. Uh, so the, the calling is not just for people that stands in the pulpit. The calling is for every aspect of our life. If you're a doctor, God called you, anointed you to be a doctor. If you're a teacher, God called you, anointed you to be a teacher. The anointing is not just for the church. The anointing is for every aspect of our life. We need the empowering of the Holy Spirit to help us in every aspect of our life. And so, so that's interesting as, as well is this, it's, the calling is not just for the ministry. The calling is for every aspect of our lives. And, and Paul uh, goes on to say here, that after he said that he gave us apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Verse 12 shows us the reason why he gave us those gifts. Verse 12 says this, that God gave us the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. God didn't call these people to do ministry. We think uh, that it's the pastor's job to visit people in the hospital. Or it's the pastor's job for the, the pray for the sick. I can't pray for the sick. It's the pastor's job to preach the gospel. It's the pastor's job to evangelize or the evangelist or whatever office gift it is. It's their job to do the ministry. But the truth is our job and our role is not to do the ministry. 
Our job and role is to equip you and the listeners that are listening to do what God has called you to do and destined you to do. You can pray for the sick. You can see people want to Jesus. You can declare the goodness of God to others. You can do ministry in every aspect of your life and seeing the love of God transform every everyone that you encounter just as much as us standing behind the pulpit. Our job is to encourage you to do what you're called to do and be who you're called to be. So that's the, the thing we need to realize in the body of Christ. It's not the person that stands behind the pulpit that's supposed to do all the ministry and take care of all the stuff and I'm supposed to my pew and do nothing. It's God helping me and encouraging me through the person that God placed me under to go and do what God's called me to do and be who God's called me to be. Our job is to equip you to fulfill your calling. And that's what uh, we need to realize in the body of Christ. The anointing is needed for everybody to fulfill what they're called in that. So true. And so true. So true. And that was actually part of a second point was I was going to make as well. Is you don't have to be in the spotlight to do ministry. I mean, mm-hmm. the people behind the scenes are just as important, or if not even more important, than the person speaking. Absolutely. I mean, like, oh, for example, I'm going to use you, Joey, because I know that you do uh, edit the videos for your church, right? And, and you get them yep. to the. the you get them to the station because your church is on yep. TV. Well, it's yep. all good that, you know, the pastor and the person preaching is doing it. But if there wasn't that person behind the scenes editing the videos and getting it to the place, it would just be standstill. Yep. So, yeah, I, w- I wasn't trying to yep. make a point that you had to be in front. I totally agree. And, and I totally, um, that's something too, like, for me, I'm more comfortable behind the scenes sometimes than I am actually in front of the scenes. Um, yep. You know, and and honestly, I do ministry in front on videos and this podcast, but um, I, I had, me personally, had a Moses moment. Like, God, really? Why me? Why do you want me to preach? Why yep. do you want me to? I'm, I'm okay being behind the scenes. I'm okay doing this. But... I think everyone, but yeah, you're totally right. You know, you can be called to do ministry where you're at, wherever you're at. If you're working a full-time job, you're called to do ministry mm-hmm. where you're working at that moment. I mean, anyway, as if you're a Christian, you've asked Christ into your life, you know, we're all called with the Great Commission to go out and make disciples. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be at a church. It doesn't have to be on a stage. It can be just living your life if you're a stay-at-home mom like what you said your job is to raise up that child by being an example of how they're to live for christ i mean that's a very important job i mean you may you know that's a really important job i'm blessed to have two parents that were christians that showed me what it was to have a relationship with christ you know and yep so it, it's an important job and I think sometimes we do like you said we we look at what we're doing and we say well it's not enough it's not enough mm-hmm. and I have said that before um where I feel like I'm supposed to do more and I've always had this inside battle like I feel like well and I still feel like I'm supposed to do more but I didn't know what I was supposed to do and God used me in those moments yeah. where I was at And I just focused on those moments where I was at. And when I stopped and said, okay, God, I'm going to just say yes for today. 
I'm going to ask you what you want me to do today, and you'll lead me and open the doors for tomorrow. I ain't going to worry about it. Yep. And I think that's so true, Joey. I mean, it's so true that I want everyone to know this listening right now. Honestly, like, you have a purpose where you're at, and you don't have to feel less than because, you know what, God upholds you. Even in 1 Corinthians 12, where it talks about the body, it says, there are body parts that we show more modesty to. And yep. but just because they're not visible doesn't make them any less important. And it's so true that whatever you're doing yep. is important because you're doing, as long as you're being obedient to God and whatever you're doing for God, he's using you. And God doesn't see some grand preacher. Like God doesn't say, Okay, the preacher that's on TV that's getting a thousand million views is more important than somebody in a small church. They're all being used for where they're at. And that's so great. Yep. So, yeah. And it also shows us, um, you know, you know, and here's the thing, talking about the, you know, the little, acti- you know, activities, you know, in our lives, we gotta understand that uh, no matter where we're at in our lives, is this every step is preparation to the next thing that God has called yeah. us to do. So here's something about the calling of God that I think we need to, to understand and realize, you know, you know, obviously from the Bible, we realize that God has a plan for our lives and purpose for our lives. And we discuss different people responding to the plan and purpose of God for their lives. But we need to understand as well is this, that the calling God is not this big old moment. I got to look for the big moment. I got to look for this big old moment. You know, I got to look for that ultimate thing that God's called us to do. But we need to realize it's the little steps that takes us to where God wants us to go. It's what we do in the one day at a time. You know, one day at a time, am I faithful with what God has placed before me one day at a time, one yeah. moment at a time? Uh, perfect yeah. example of this is David. Yeah. David, of course, you know, a lot of times we are familiar with the big moment David had as a teenager with David and Goliath. You know, where David, you know, uh, you know, approached Goliath and said, uh, said, you come against me with a sword and a spear. I come against you in the name of the Lord and went ahead and stood up to Goliath and, you know, won a big victory, you know, was able to kill the giant uh, Goliath, which is a uh, sword uh, with sling and a stone and was able to, you know, eventually uh, kill Goliath. But here's the thing. We look at that big moment, but what prepared David for that big moment? David was a shepherd, not the most glamorous job. Hanging around smelly, stinky, dumb sheep. <laughs> you know, just hanging around his father, you know, his father's fields. But yet while he was out there, you know, um, he prepared uh, for the victory that he would eventually face uh, towards Goliath because right there he learned how to protect his sheep. You know, there was a bear that came across, uh, across his way. And he was able to defeat a bear. There was a lion that came across his way, and he was able to defeat a lion. So because he was able to do those things, he prepared himself for ultimately facing Goliath. Now, what does that look like for us? It's understanding what season you're at right now. Uh, I had a pastor's wife growing up say this. It's not in my time, but in God's time, but in the meantime. What does that mean? It means what are you doing in the meantime from when you got your promise to the fulfillment of your promise? 
you know, I believe God can speak to us in prophetic words. And maybe someone spoke over you and said, God laid this upon um, my heart that this is uh, eventually what he's gifting you and leading you to do. And so you got a oh, word from the Lord. Someone, uh, you know, prophesied over you and you're encouraged by that. What do you do from when you get the prophetic word to the fulfillment of the prophetic word? Or if God says something to you in prayer, or gives you desire for something or just a gifting, you know, to do something. What do you do in the meantime? What you do in the meantime is not sit around waiting for the call of God to appear on your doorstep. You got to be faithful with what God has planted you right there, mm -hmm. right now. And even if it's not what you're ultimately called to do, there's principles you can learn in those seasons that can help you do what God has called you to do. There's a preacher I like to listen to. His name is Andrew Walmack, and he says it like this. Preparation time is never wasted time. Now, for me, what does that uh, look like? Well, I, you know, you know, I have worked at my, at my church um you know, and worked with my pastor since 2000, uh, uh, since around 2009. And so, yes, you know, I have learned things at the church and uh, learned things by just answering the phones, praying for people over the phone, taking opportunities there uh, to go ahead and pray for people on the phone uh, and go ahead and make sure that letters get sent out and things, things like that. I was able to get involved in training at my church that was able to train me up, you know, in, in the word of God and gave me opportunities to eventually teach classes and run my own connect group and small group and, and just get involved in many different ministries. I took advantage of what was uh, presented before me. I was faithful in those things. You know, you know, even uh, I used to help uh, teach children's church and, uh, teach, uh, you know, the word of God, the uh, word of God to them, and just got involved in whatever came before me. And that helped me prepare and learn some things so that I get stronger and stronger in ministry. And, but I know, like we talked about before, our ministry is not just what we do in the church, it's what we do outside yeah. the church. For, so for the person listening outside the church, you're like, okay, that's great. Well, how's that apply to me as well? Well, one of the things that I learned uh, in ministry is hospitality is learning to connect with people, connect with guests. And one of the ways I did that was I worked at Chuck E. Cheese for six years. And I was involved in a lot of different things at Chuck E. Cheese. I uh, hosted birthday parties, answered people at the door. Uh, I fixed games. And let's just say I knew Chuck E. Cheese very personally. We were very close, if you know what I mean. <laughs> wink, wink. And uh, so I, I learned some different things there. But one of the things that was really trained us or at least encouraged, encouraged us in the training was all about hospitality. For instance, Crystal, if you came into Chuck E. Cheese, some businesses will view you as the customer. I mean, you're there to buy something from us. You're the customer. Well, at Chuck E. Cheese, we did not have that mindset. You are not our customer. That was a cuss word to us. You were our guest. So you came in and said, you're our guest in our house. We're here to serve you. Uh, we want to uh, create an atmosphere where even for the kids, we say have a magical day because they're coming there and they're there to have fun, meet Chucky, and just have a good time. It's a magical experience for them. We wanted to create that atmosphere for them. And if you were to tell me thank you for a job I did, some people would be like, oh, no problem. Or, you know, you're welcome even. Um, we were taught to say, no, you respond, it's my pleasure. Because it was our pleasure to serve the guests before us, to serve you in that moment, to make sure that you're having a good time. Because we want to make sure that every guest left happy. 
We want them to have a good experience. Well, see, yeah, you learn all that to 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 work a job at Chuck E. Cheese and get get through that through six years. But yet, the principles that you learn there apply to whatever job that you go to or whatever ministry God has called you to or working in the church outside the church. See, we got to realize, because a lot of us, we view our job as something to get through. I live for Friday. I live for the weekend and get out of there. And we want to get out of our job so quick. But in, in reality, if we view that this is an opportunity to learn and prepare me for the next season God has in store for me to fulfill what God's called me to do, it changes our perspective and mindset. It's a preparation season that will help me do what God's called me to do in the future. Yeah, so true. Thank you for joining Royal Hope Podcast for another week. For more information, discussion, and much more, go to www.theroyalhope.com slash Royal Hope Podcast. Again, that's www.theroyalhope.com slash Royal Hope Podcast. And I'll see you next Wednesday.